Hello and welcome back to another attempted season of the House Divided Podcast. How far will we make it this year, folks? Uh, Back, as always, with me for, I believe, year five of attempting this. Shout out to us. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you? Yeah, I think we're going to be okay because, well, I don't know, maybe you'll drop off this year because at least I, once we get past December, I have sports I want to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, you just got to make it through football season. <laughs> I got to make it <laughs> once right. we get to basketball. Uh, but luckily, the reason most of you are here, joining us, Twitter superstar, posting <laughs> legend on the Michigan side of things, joining us for a full episode because he's gracious. We have Twitter user <laughs> at Thickstoskis. Dan, how are you? Uh, that's far too kind, you guys. Far too kind. Um, yeah. No, I listen. I don't. I'm, my, my time is not that valuable that I can't. I can't take a <laughs> take a good hour and hour and a half to out of, out of my day to uh, to to dick around with the boys on a, on a podcast. That's I'm I'm pumped about this. I've I've been I've been go- I don't know about you guys, but I've been going feral. Like I'm definitely. Um, oh yeah. I would say I've I've been I'm in a better mental place this year. And I can, I've been telling people this that like I know I'm doing better as like a individual outside of my outside of like you know my football obsession that I I think like I didn't really get insane in terms of like counting down the seconds this season until like July this year. I would say mid <laughs> and honestly it was like July it was like mid July that I started to like really be like oh shit like. Because normally I feel once this once it once it's like spring, once it starts getting warm, that's when I'm like, OK, shit, like it's, you know, it's football. It's, it's going to be football season soon, even though it's not that we're talking April, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, but this year, I, I'd say I would say that, like, I, I've really only had like a month and a half of like just going feral waiting for the season. Um, and now I'm just like, I can't think about anything else. I am absolutely uh, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm with you. I won't bring up. uh this up too much but obviously between the Michigan expectations we're about to talk about and God's NFL team the Detroit Lions uh (laughs) expectations are I think higher in this state for football (laughs) than I've ever seen in my life uh so and maybe I'm not doing as great because uh yeah I was in the April boat this year (laughs) for you I also forgot to uh list in your uh bio here Big 10K finisher. We got a real big. Oh, 10K. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that had to get the juices flowing. Did you, uh, there were reports you shoved over a Michigan State fan coming to the line to get a spot? I, was that accurate? Yeah, that, I mean, look, look, that, that, uh, that 15 year old girl absolutely had it coming. <laughs> um, she was, <laughs> no, I did not do that. Um, I, uh, I was, I was talking to a friend about this this weekend because, um, I'm not, I'm not a very good runner. I had a, I had a super fun time. I literally did it like as kind of like a, you know, I always see it. It's in Chicago and like, it feels like the beginning of the season, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it was, it was a super fun time and like, you know, pretty casual, like not a lot of like hardcore runners running the big 10 K. Um, but I'm like, primarily I've always like been like a lifter. I've, I do not have the body of a runner. Um, but I thought it'd be fun, but I do like running. I'm just really, really slow. Um, so I kind of did like the, I don't know if this is like relatable to any like bigger guys that run, uh, is you kind of do like the, the rationalizing as you're running of like, okay, if I see a guy that's like, if I see a guy that's bigger than me, like more muscular than me, 
I have to like beat him in the race. Like I have to actually like run faster and like prove that I'm in better cardio shape. But if I ever see like a, like a small, like skinny guy, like running ahead of me, I'm like, just like immediately rationalize it as like, now nah, yeah, fuck that guy. He doesn't lift. Like he's not as big as me, you know, like you gotta, you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when Michigan loses, uh, you know, football games and we, we immediately go to like, you know, well, academics, you know, we're, we're, we're better. We, we play school here. Um, so that so, was, that was basically my experience running the big 10 K. I like little it. tip for you, Dan, if you want to have the, like the Trump card, the academic version of, of getting you out of that is to just be a hockey player and just go like, yeah, I don't run. <laughs> I don't run. And then if anyone gives you shit, just be like, well, you can't even skate. So um, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. You know, your, yeah, your, cardio would, your cardio <laughs> wouldn't matter as you're just like, you know, bending across the ice but yeah exactly no, you, you just you just got to find a different thing to do it's it's no yeah. one's ever going to be better than you at every single thing um there you go that's yeah the like, let's, right my, my thing is always just like let's let's get this guy in excel let's see this guy like work a spreadsheet yeah. i bet he i bet he doesn't know fucking index match his, from v lookup show me his, a pivot, his pivot tables are so shitty oh yeah my God. those guys pivot tables suck dude he's got formulas right he's got formulas running outside the pivot table on the pivot table ridiculous <laughs> Um, and that's how you open up a pot is uh <laughs> is talking shit about excel to runners yeah uh so so outside of the offseason let's focus a little on michigan state uh jeremy what are the vibes like over there um from from the tweets i see from michigan state twitter the optimism seems to really be pushing up as we get closer to the season are you are you feeling the hype so we were talking about this a little bit before before we started but uh this offseason i really hated myself so i took on being a mod at the 24 7 msu website and i can tell you that i'm just ready for the season to start because i can't take any more discussion of last year and what it means big picture wise like oh my god i'm so optimism pessimism i don't care there's actually going to be games like that's where i'm at with it that was my off season was just give me actual games um i don't know man like i i feel pretty optimistic but like it's the optimism where you're like, I would be happy with seven and five-ish, depending on how the five go. Here's where Mel Tucker has to flip it for me, is that I can't have the five be continuously. Somebody put up this stat like last week about his record in, in games decided by one possession. And you can you can make that look nice because it was a pretty good record, but then it kind of hides the fact that every loss is a blowout <laughs> and there's been plenty of losses. So you, you got to at least just be much more competitive uh especially with the three big behemoths here in the east and then uh plus washington yeah you know that's the game that makes me feel crazy and feel like i was in off season too much because i'm actually optimistic about that game which makes no sense there should be no reason to be optimistic about playing michael Penix again but uh that's where i knew the off season got me was, I was like oh that washington game that could be something. They got to travel. It, I mean, that's that's a real thing, having to make the three-hour uh, flight across, playing a different time zone. If I were you, I'd be a little salty. We couldn't get that to be on uh, Big Noon Fox to yeah. try. And... Oh, no, I've, that was a part of all season two, was being mad that they put it at 5 o'clock. That was, uh, again, well, at least it's only streaming. Was... Perfect. <laughs> you know, just for what, us what and is the his, other uh... weirdos. Is Michael Penix going to set the all-time? He must already have the all-time against Michigan State passing record, right? Dude, I mean that's a great question because like he's got to because you. Ripped I'm going to try to I'm going to try to figure that in the background as we as we go through this podcast because even it's got to be absurd, got, right? He's he's, he's only got three two times games. now, or as he played no, him three, no, times? three, yeah, t- okay, nineteen. 
19 in the game that you guys you guys beat them, but it was close. And he had like 20 recept 20 completions yeah. in a row. And it was and one then, where we got up big on him early or something like that. And so they threw a shit ton. <laughs> so, yeah. I forgot he was there in 19. Indiana was always the thing, but I feel like yeah, I feel 21, like he 21 he no, 21 he didn't play. I guess no, you're it right. Was 20. Yes. It, 20 he played again in the COVID year. He yeah, played. 20 in the COVID year. He I'm assuming he whooped up on y'all based on oh, how that season went. That was and, then, uh, and then obviously we know how uh, the game in Washington went. To be honest, Indiana, be. Indiana QBs and randomly like Northwestern QBs have just put up numbers just because they were the two offenses in the big time that just threw it at them. Maybe Drew Brees would be up there. I don't know how many times you played Drew Brees. But no, he has to be up there. Yes, we. If he's not number one already, he, th- the season would clinch it for him. Like, and yeah. it can't be a lot of work <laughs> to do it. Well, it will be a lot of work for him because uh, I believe they're starting running backs out all year. And uh, based on based on if if we're looking at last year's Michigan State defense, which this is a great segue because you can tell me why why maybe this will be different, but. Uh, the secondary is where I would attack. So I foresee a lot of panics passing attempts. Yeah, I think and, and what the Washington game last year showed and what's the test this year is going to be that I still like our defensive line, but if he throws it in under two seconds, that doesn't really matter. So uh, that was what worked last year, and we'll just have to see see how it goes this year. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that could be a long one. That's a lot of sunburn. You're like a five o'clock kickoff, man. That is. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, five o'clock kickoff should be pretty picturesque. If that's a game going into the fourth quarter, that should be a pretty scene. Well, yeah, going to be rowdy. I think it'll be like the first. Yep, I think it'll be the first game where you guys are selling alcohol in the woodshed. Uh, Dan, you wrote an article this off season for me at midfield subscribe. If you don't already great place to learn about college football, uh, in, I don't remember the actual name, but this was basically a, a hater's guide to Michigan state. Correct. Uh, yeah. G- give me the breakdown here. What, what's your outlook for the Spartans issue? Yeah. So, um, I wrote, I wrote an article called green in spite. Um, and I think, I do think I was, I, was, I tried to be as, as, uh, tried to be as, um, objective as possible i only took a couple like real real cheap shots um i I, the article that i wrote was about the defense i'm still working on the offense one uh the defense for me i just like i guess my primary thesis is like what are you selling me with scotty hazelton like what's what's his whole deal what's his resume like why is he being paid like you know seven figures i just and i don't and to be clear like i don't care mike i made this point on i actually went on um uh, can't read, can't write. Uh, one of a couple, couple of my friends that that run that podcast, and uh, I I kind of said like I don't care. By the way, that like Michigan State pays him so much money, like that's not my problem. My my the, the what that tells me though is like okay, you could afford like an actual better defensive coordinator, right? Like it's not that you're like broke and this is the best you could do. Like there's a lot of defensive coordinators around the country that would take 1.1 million dollars to come and coach a Big Ten defense, and um, you know, so I think like. The talent hasn't been great. They had nobody that could rush the passer last year. I mean, Jacoby Williams was their best pass rusher, and he was not playable as like an actual standard down defensive end. So he, you know, he just couldn't stand up against the run. Which you know, I think it was it's a it was a red flag when he was moved to to edge so late in camp. Um, you know, so 
I do think there's room for improvement. Like the secondary is going to be young. Um, I don't know how I feel about these corners. It's, it's, it's going to be Charles Brantley and Dylan Tatum. Um, Brantley is Brantley. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I don't think I'm being a, a, a not objective. I, I just think he sucks. Like I don't. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not it's totally his fault, but it's if, he's if just wanna, small. So yeah, if you want to come for you, it's not that he. So here's the thing. Like, if the guy could find a way to pack on 20 pounds and keep it, yeah, dude. Let, let me. And by the way, like, hit me up. They, they, I can show you how to put on 20 pounds. It's not yeah. that hard. <laughs> it's not, that always. By the way, side note. Like, I know I'm. I'm that always is so fucking wild to me when like players can't gain weight i'm like what do you mean dude just eat like just eat know, it's so easy to eat i don't eat, understand eat and get to your mid-20s when your metabolism tanks like, yeah it'll be, be so easy charles like, it'll be so it's, it's, it easy. should be anyway whatever out. quit running yeah I, I think i think he's uh i think that he's um he's just he's just not very good like and, and a lot of that's not up to him right like he's he's too small to really be like a big 10 corner no, um and he's not like really cool quick enough to make up for it if i'm being honest uh and then you have dylan tatum who i really liked as a prospect um i thought that uh he i thought honestly like he was more of like a running back or like a nickel on defense um so i'd be a little bit like worried about him as just a pure corner i don't know if he's really got like the hip fluidity to play pure corner um but he's a big guy and he's he's a four-star and he's a guy that michigan wanted so you know, there's there, there's there's reason to believe there that he could be good, um, maybe towards the middle or end of the year, um, and then I think the starting two safeties, uh, Mangum and uh, is Spencer, I think, is it, it's going to be yeah. both reason yeah, to believe like Spencer that Spencer come out of camp, yeah, yeah, yeah it's reason to believe that those two guys are going to be uh, at least steps up athletically, and like you know, they they both had pretty good recruiting pro- profiles, so like there's talent there. Um, Unfortunately, Angelo Gross still looks like he's going to start at nickel, which is um, like, again, that guy's, I don't know. Like, it's it's tough for me. Like, I think that, he, again, he's a guy that, like, hits hard and seems like he knows where he's supposed to be and, like, is a good, would be, a, like, a good, I don't know, group of five football player. Um, I just don't think he's got the athleticism to, like, play Big Ten football uh, yeah. or the speeds particularly. Like, he could be a box safety. Um but yeah, it's just it's just tough watching him as a nickel out there. So I think like high end, you're hoping for like, hey, like this is going to be a solid secondary by like the end of the year. And then we go into next year, like really loaded to bear as like a, like a quality good secondary um, yeah. low end. I do think like there's a possibility this secondary just sucks again. Right. Like there's it's well within the possible the realm of the realm that, you know, well within the realm of expectations that like this secondary could basically be you know i think it will definitely be better next year it could for sure suck this year um the good news is that i think they'll stop the run better at least um but we saw last year like you know michigan state wasn't terrible at stopping the run it just like it just did not matter like they were so even teams like michigan that were not did not have super developed passing attacks like pretty much passed at will um and that was the problem uh so the secondary's got to be better. You just can't be that bad at, at one phase of the game. Um, and I, you know, and you need more pass rush. You need guys that are going to be able to rush the passer. I don't know who that guy's going to be. I still think, honestly, I kind of think Bogle is like not that great. Um, I think you, I think you'll be, you'll ha- won't have a lot of problem on, on passing downs. Cause there's a lot of good uh, linebackers that can rush the passer, mm-hmm. but on like first and 10, second and six, you have to be able to get some organic pass rush. And I don't know who that guy is on this defense. 
Um, so I don't know. I if you, if you put a gun to my head and, and made me like predict it, I think that you're looking at a new defensive coordinator last year or next year, which is not a bad thing. Like I think that that's a good place to be where it's like, okay, we got a lot of young talent. Um, we've, we've brought these guys in like, let's sometimes it's just good to get some juice in the program. And I think like, it's not the worst year to like show a little proof of concept, but like still sort of clean house with coordinators. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, I mean the, the thing that was pitched with Scotty when he was hired was just that like, Oh, well, at a big 12 program, they had a, a decent defense for the big 12, like, you know, which we all know what the big 12 looks like offensively, but yeah, it has not, it hasn't shown in any way. Um, and so I'd be kind of intrigued by the idea of like, you know, like one, just Jim Salgado actually helped the secondary enough that he makes up for the way that we all think Scotty Hazleton likes his cornerbacks to play, which mm-hmm. is seven yards off the ball. <laughs> um, which part of it, yeah, the talent is also a part of that. But like, yeah, but point, you gotta. Like, I'd rather it, get it beat just, over the top than this endless right, get right, six like, yards on third and five. That was always my thing. Time. It's like, it's like I know the talent isn't great, but like there's teams with worse talent that are not just like giving up hitches exactly. every single, like, you know, it's it just, it has to be better than it is. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So, and it, it sucks. Like I, I love our defensive line, but I'm also well one biased because I have a relationship with Simeon Barrow, but at the same time, like that's the defensive line is the interior, like, mm-hmm. which is great. They're going to eat up maybe some double teams and eat up the run. But like you said, if you can't get home on a rush in three seconds, like, that that secondary is not holding. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the biggest thing that could swing maybe that second half improvement is is Darius Snow functional. Yep. <laughs> like that was mm-hmm. a pretty massive knee injury. And like I know he's been in camp and uh it's kind of unclear like how ramped up it's been. But like if he can eventually sit Angelo Gross on the bench, like that's where that second half of the year improvement comes in for me is mm-hmm getting snow back out there, Winman in his natural spot, hopefully for the whole season instead of, you know, partial of a season, both from injury and then, um, you know, the tunnel incident as well. So it's just kind of, yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I don't really know what the reaction from the fan base is going to be because I think they're so over the secondary being terrible that they're going to, think it's much worse this season than it is and not take into effect how young these guys are but uh but but that's the thing it's like you gotta like you know it, it's it's like there has i think you got to show proof of concept if you're scotty yeah. hazelton right at the very least Honestly. like it just can't be you can't you just be, be like oh well the, the 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 talent shitty for the third straight year it's like yeah. all right man like what are you doing here you know like what what are you doing to help the situation because oh, you've it's just be, got to get better you yeah. got to be in the 30 to 40 range you know, mm-hmm. like in some some advanced metrics, like you've got to be in the 30 to 40 range and you've got to have, you just got to show like you adjust, like you can't for four weeks in a row. Like I think the game that's the most damning to me is just that Minnesota game last year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the injuries were there and, and everything, but that was like before, that was like the worst game for me of all last year. Like Minnesota came in with just nothing outside of Mo Ibrahim that should have scared you. And they just threw the ball third and eight. We'll go run a 10 yard route. <laughs> you won't even be breathing on us yet. And it's just all day. So, and my thing was, and my thing with Scotty was like, I not to just pile on, but it's just like, I saw so much shit that just looked 
unorganized. And I, I'm not even just saying that in like the, um, I think it's kind of be like a buzzword for fans sometimes. Like, oh, like we're just unorganized. We don't know where to be. And sometimes that's not true. Like sometimes you're just getting beat and you're getting beat right. by a good play call or you're just getting beat like physically or whatever. I just saw a lot of stuff where like I, I saw them like, like Minnesota runs, they run RPOs. That's what they do. Like, you have to know where your drops are as linebackers to prevent those. If you're going to, if you're going to commit to a run, you need to know that like, Hey, like where, once he pulls, where am I getting back to, to like try to get a hand on this slant and like make this throw more difficult. And if you're safety, you have to know like, okay, if once, once I see that RPO, like, and I see my, I know my linebacker is biting. Like I have to be crashing hard on this slant and just like, for me, it's like it, it, they just they just didn't look like they knew what was coming there in that game. Like it was just they were just so taken aback by Minnesota's RPO game. And I, I saw this. I saw a similar thing against like Indiana, like where it was like that 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 long run. I think you know where that uh, that small running back for them. Like I think it was Shivers went completely untouched for seventy two yards. You know, a lot. Look, to be fair, a lot of that game was on the special teams, but it still was like okay, well. That happened because you were playing two safeties high on uh, first and 10 against a team that had completed two passes in the first half. I don't even think they completed a pass in the second half. It's like, no. dog, what are you doing? Like, why do you have two safeties high? Like, and they were so far out of the box. Like, and by the time, you know, you had, you had poor Xavier Henderson uh, playing like with like half a knee. Right. And it's like, he did not have the athleticism to close down that running back in space. And it was just like, I'm like, man, like, what are, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? That's, that's my thing with him. It's just, I, I get it. The talent is not great. Mark D'Antonio absolutely did leave the cupboard bare, especially on defense, especially in the secondary. And we are seeing, like, I am, I'm more sympathetic than most to a, a position being left bare for like, you know, multiple cycles in a row. Like Michigan has had that, but like we saw, right? Like it was, we bitched about defensive tackles for like three years at the end of the Don Brown. It's like, what are we doing? Why do we, why is, is Ben Mason playing defensive tackle? Why is Carlo Kemp playing defensive tackle? What the fuck is going on here? Like it's, you, you know, and, but then like you basically saw like, you know, we, we, we were kind of sold this bill of goods of like, well, there's really just nothing we can do. Like we need to get more players in there. And it was like, okay, A, why are we not recruiting more pure defensive tackles, which we ended up doing. And then B, like, okay, in 2021, they immediately just said, like, okay, we're just going to get some big bodies in here and we're, we're going to, like, redesign our defense around the fact that we don't have elite defensive tackles. And they were immediately, like, much, much better, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, so it wasn't – and, again, I'm not saying that can happen with every team. Like, Michigan does have a lot of advantages that other programs don't in terms of, like, this the talent that they have access to. But it's like, it's not impossible. This shit is not – you do not need two lockdown corners and, you know, like NFL safeties to play like good, solid pass events, especially in the fucking big 10, you know, yeah. like you, it's gotta be better. You know, you, you got, you, you gotta make you, you, coach football coaching is about making chicken salad, you know? And, right. and I just, I have not seen Scotty really do that yet. No, no, not no. off. I mean, like, you know, former, former man crush of, I think all three of the people on this podcast, Matt Campbell, doesn't have a ton of talent, and he makes things work, right? So yeah, I know it's yeah, it's been yeah, really fam famously good program to want to model yourself off after right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. nothing bad going on there. <laughs> nothing, nothing. 
Uh, Listen, let, we let's are tra- a gambling podcast, Dan. <laughs> let's transition, because uh, that's half of Michigan State, but I think a lot of this conversation is also how good does the defense have to be uh, this year? Because in 2021, it didn't have to be very good because you had Kenneth Walker. 2022, you lose Kenneth Walker, you start to feel that pain. 2023, no matter what your feelings are on Peyton Thorne, I think that's a loss from that room. You lose Keon Coleman, who you're probably counting on being a pretty major part of the offense. I'll be straight up here. I don't think the Michigan State offense is going to be very good at all. (laughs) It doesn't feel like they have a lot of options. I've heard from some of my Sparty friends the offensive line should be better, and that usually heals a lot of wounds. Um, Jeremy and then Dan, what what are you guys' outlook on the offense here? I mean – yeah, go ahead. Offensive line being better might be a little, I don't know about that. They'll be bigger, but it'll <laughs> also be better. Um, okay. no, I mean, I think I think they will be better eventually, but kind of like the secondary conversation as well. Like the, the guys who get you excited about an offensive line are usually your tackles, and that's the weakest point. Like the center of the offensive line I'm excited about, Nick Samak, J.E. Duplain, like you can count on those guys, but out at tackle, you're excited about the redshirt freshman who hopefully – isn't really called into duty yet. You know, like that's kind of where I, I at least my excitement lies. I will say though, like, I don't know, I was just being an MSU fan and being hyper, hypersensitive to watching every throw that the kid made, but I will not miss Peyton Thorne. <laughs> like, even <laughs> if these guys don't, you know, obviously don't have the playbook acumen or they don't have 26 something games started at the Division One level, like, they're not a coach's kid. The, the frustration as a fan of like, yeah, you do have 25 games at the division one level and you can't see the middle of the field will not have to live on this year, you know, like, and you do have 25 games in division one and you can still only throw to the kid that you've played with since the seventh grade does not have to live on this year. <laughs> like as frustrating as it was to, to lose Keon Coleman and, and Peyton Thorne on like the same weekend, like, I don't know, man, it could just all be camp talk, but you know, from my position of, of again, like being a tiny, tiny, tiny insider on it, like the locker room's not going to be sad that those guys are gone. <laughs> like they're not missing the personalities. So I can tell you that much. Um, and it just kind of fits the whole like blueprint of an MSU team too. Of just like Keon Coleman was great. I don't think Keon Coleman fits much of <laughs> like when we've been successful. What we have, right? Like the one guy that is clearly the only the only focal point of an offense. So um, I don't know, man, Nate Carter, Nate Carter is interesting because there's not enough on him and the stats that people love to show up, throw out from the positive side was against some God awful competition, <laughs> but uh, the dude is a muscle hamster. So I just kind of want to see, I just want to see like him just turn loose and see what it looks like. Okay. Dan, your, your insight on, on what the offense is going to look like over there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess let's I'll talk about like Peyton and, and Keon first. Like, I think Keon's a huge loss, even if people didn't love him in the locker room, which I could totally see because he seems like a pretty classic wide receiver uh, type. Yeah. Um, I mean, he lo- loves him some Keon like, Coleman. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like that was the thing that people knew, and then people like acted shocked. They're like, "Oh, like I didn't know he was unhappy." That she was like, first of all, if you follow the program, he was pretty damn close to leaving in January." Like it was pretty clear, like that he needed a car, he needed a house, he needed certain things to stay. 
-hmm. And also, like, as someone who just sat in the stands, like, when the ball wasn't thrown to him, it was classic wide receiver T.O. Like, yeah, there was multiple times that the dude took his helmet off almost on the field just over the fact that it wasn't thrown in. And he wasn't open, to clarify. He was not (laughs) open. He just was pissed that the route doesn't only look at him. So, yeah. No, he is a huge loss. Like, that, we don't have anyone that can take the top off a defense like him at all. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like I mean, that's where I mean I th- I think he was so huge. Um, I think I think Jaden Reed was so huge. Uh, and I guess I think from a Peyton Thorn perspective, like I agree. Like I don't think he is anything special. Um, I think he's I didn't think, and I I don't I, I to be clear, I didn't think that last year, right? So I'm pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I think he's just uh, he throws a pretty he throws a good dig he throws a good deep ball. Um, and he is like, expe- you'll miss the experience, right? Like yeah. just like setting protections, like getting up to line, like all that little stuff that just comes, you know, he's a veteran presence. Uh, but if he was a locker room cancer, which I, I, you know, I wouldn't disbelieve, you know, it's, it's not, it's not crazy for me. Um, then I, I, you know, I think you, you maybe get a, a small upgrade there. Um, I, I just do think the ceiling is like, if they're going to go with Kim, uh, pay, uh, oh my God, Peyton Kim, dude, what am I talking about? <laughs> if they're going to go with Noah Kim, um, I do think this, the ceiling is like slightly better quarterback play. You know what I mean? And I think the floor is lower than that. I think that's, I don't think that's unfair to say. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I think, sure. I think we're talking another situation where the distribution, like, I, you, this is great that I'm going to do this on a podcast, but like if Peyton Thorne's here, like your distribution, if this is like better is, you know, like there's a lot more room for things to get worse. I do think, I think you're, you're kidding yourself. If you're saying like, there's no way it could get worse than Peyton Thorne's like brother. It can, I promise it can, first oh, of all, it can oh, always yeah. get worse. It can always, always, always get worse. Always, always, always like take it from someone that lived through like basically five straight years of like, there's no way it can get worse at X, Y, Z position. It always, always can get worse. Like I didn't think it get worse than, you know, um, than like, I don't know. I mean, we have John O'Corn, like John O'Corn, yeah. like that is the worst it gets, you know? So anyway, long story short, um, I think those are both losses. Probably at least Keon, definitely Peyton, probably. Right. And then I just don't know, like in the, if we're talking about the passing game, like let's even say that Noah Kim is better than Peyton Thorne. Um, I don't think he's like going to be trans a transcendent talent. And then like, who are you throwing this ball to? You know, um, I think Malik Carr is interesting. Like he is big and fast. Uh, he has iffy hands and I, I'll believe that he can block when I see it. I know that's the buzz coming out of 100%. camp. I, I I know that's the buzz coming out of camp, but like I, that's a classic like coach buzz is like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy is blocking now. You know, this tight end is blocking now. Like, all right, dog. Like, I mean, you know, why wasn't he blocked? I mean, look, it could happen. It could totally happen. I'm not saying like I've seen I've seen tight ends get better at blocking year over year, but uh, it, it totally could happen. But it's like it, it, they have a definite reason to push that narrative, and um, you know, we'll see if that's if that's the case. Um, so you got him. Let's just assume that he has he has like a little bit of a breakout year. Uh, then like who's the next guy? Like I like Trey Mosley. I like Trey Mosley a lot more as like a number two or three as a main guy. I think like he's gonna get bodied pretty hard by like most CB ones on good teams. Um, and then you look beyond that, and it's like a whole bunch of guys that have not really caught a lot of passes at the college level, and not really a whole lot of like 
blue chip talent. You know, and that, that's not the end all be all there. But I do think wide receiver is a position where I mean, honestly, that's a position that you kind of that's need one of them where it's like, hey man, we need some four stars here, you know? Yeah. Like, if we the, could like get Nick Marsh early and roll for this fall. Yeah, right. Like I really like <laughs> Nick Marsh, yeah. and like he's he and he'd probably start for this team if I'm being real. Oh, 100%. Um, oh yeah. So you it's would. like, you know, you're you're just I just don't know who who the ball's getting thrown to and like who's really winning, you know, like who's winning that jump ball that like especially in this offense where it's just been so predicated on throwing jump balls, you know, because it was something they were really good at. Like, who's your guy, you know, this year, I, I, if that's gonna be Trey Mosley, like he's going to make some plays, but I, he's not going to make plays at the rate that Keon and Jaden were making them. Um, and then I think, so I think like the, the success or failure of this offense really comes down to like, what can the offensive line do? Um, I think Jalen Berger is just a guy, I think Nathan Carter could be pretty good. Like he certainly looks like very like impressive in pictures. Um, and he had a decent year last year uh, at UConn before he got hurt or a decent, like, you know, third of the year, basically. Um, so there's reason to believe that he could be, he could be pretty good. Uh, this offensive line has like, I mean, the underrated part of this offensive line is that it really hasn't been terrible. Any of the years under, uh, under, Oh my God. Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. Um, but it has been terrible at run blocking. They've yeah. protected the passer well every single year, mm-hmm. which, you know, credit to them. Like that's, that's, that's honestly usually the harder part. Um, they have not gotten any push, even with Kenneth Walker. If you go back and look at the adjusted yeah. line yards, it was oh, yeah. Kenneth. I mean, and by the way, I'm like on the record, Kenneth Walker, 100% should have won the Heisman in 2021. Like what he was doing behind that offensive line. Like you go back and watch that oh, tape yeah. and you look at how many plays he was just making out of complete nothing. Um, yeah. he was, and that's not to discredit Michigan State as a program. Like, you know, he's he, that, that counts, right? Like he's part of the program, but like, yeah. you got to go back and look at that and just see what he was doing. And then last year it really showed like, especially on power downs where it was just complete inability to really get push. Um, so I think, you know, you guys lost a couple of starters on the offensive line. I think the offensive line should be better. Like, it seems like that's one position where Tucker and, and Kapilovic have done a good job recruiting. Um, yeah. But I do think, like, I'm skeptical that it's going to go from really bad at run blocking to, hey, now you have to be really good at run blocking, and also you have to be good enough at run blocking to make up for the fact that teams are not going to be afraid of our passing game at all. Um, So I just feel like, I feel like the offensive line and the running backs could be a lot better this year, and it could not show up because teams are not going to be afraid to play with eight in the box against MSU. Um, and that's my biggest worry is like, even if things go right, there's still room for it to go wrong. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. And I think like, I think a big thing that's going to be a test to like, as we had a long conversation about Scotty too, is like Scotty and Jay are both on the last year of their contracts. And if I'm Jay, like you gotta, you gotta show away from your tendencies to try and get people off kilter on this too. Like, if you line up and run power on first down every time, like you've done for three years, like these mm-hmm. running backs are not kind of blocker. Like they're good. Like, and they could be, you know, better than what we had last year, but just, I mean, that's been the biggest thing too, on top of the, the offensive line, if they did a decent job run blocking on a play, we've had run back running backs. who don't know what hole they're supposed to be hitting. <laughs> they like mm-hmm. literally have no vision. So, you know, you need like next level vision, like kind of to make this work. So, uh, yeah. 
don't know, man. Yeah. A lot of ugly games. A lot of ugly games probably coming, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, games I have some bad weather, but at the same time, like, it's kind of like the defense in a way, though, of just the quarterback should be back. So if you see something that you kind of like, it should be good. Trey Mosley leaves. You, you miss that steadiness, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, it seems kind of an exciting year. Like, by the end of the year, have some of these young offensive linemen into the rotation and just kind of look forward to next year. Like, that's just the whole thing for me this season is, like, show competence, show some proof of concept of, like, that you're building. You know, get a little bit of a confidence in, like, your position coaches. I don't know if we're going to leave this season confident in your OC and DC, but if you can leave this season confident that your wide receiver coach, your your offensive line coach, your DB coach is now better, and go in with new some new coordinators, you feel pretty excited about 2024. Like that's kind of the blueprint for me of what I hope to have, you know, going into 2024. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we we won't be put on the spot with record predictions, but I'll I'll leave this to a question: Does Michigan State play in a bowl game in 2023? Jeremy. I'll say yes. Uh, the swing games, though, for me, they actually be kind of early as Maryland. Like to me, every time I try and sit here and think, can we get to six and six or seven and five? Like I don't think, you know, rationally outside of the whole like it's college football and weird upsets happen and like MSU has a history of doing that. Like I don't think it's, I don't think you're you're being real at all to say like they beat Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. Like. So those are three L's, probably unlikely to beat Washington. So for me, like when you start trying to talk about like getting to six wins, like you got to do something where you you win at Iowa randomly or you win that Maryland game or like those are kind of the hinge games for me. Like yeah. I don't think they have an ugly, like I don't, I'm not scared of like, will they trip up against Rutgers or Indiana? Like I feel confident that they're not going to lose to the teams that are clearly worse than them. But it's those 50-50 games to even, like, 60-40 games. Like, you know, Maryland, I don't think is – I think they're overrated right now. But at the same time, like, everything Maryland does good is what kills us right now. <laughs> like, the second yeah. year, it will just be toast against Maryland. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think they make a bowl. But it's – it's uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it's – are we 6-6 six and six and we didn't get our, blow, our doors blown off four of those games? Like, did we look competent against those four teams, I say, like Washington and the big three? And I'll, and I'll gladly take six and six, seven and five. Okay. Dan, does Michigan State make a bowl game? Yeah, so I guess let's let's look at it in terms of uh, the schedule, right? Like, I think yeah. the – I think the probable or, like, the very likely losses, Penn State – uh, I mean, Penn State, Ohio State, you've got the, the the group of four, the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Washington. I don't think it's outside the realm of of uh, of possibility that they get one of those. Um, I think statistically, right, like if you probably looked at those four, if you say there's a 90% chance that if they have, if they have a 10% chance at each one, I think it's probably more likely than not that we, they would win one of those, right, just based on how, how odds work. Sure. So let's – Let's say they go one and three in those games. Um, just I don't know. It's it's it, it's not impossible, right? I mean, like Michigan, Michigan State has played Penn State and Michigan very tough in the past, and it's possible that Washington's offensive line just kind of sucks. So let's say one and three in those um, wins versus Central and Richmond uh, is, you know, that that's that gets you to three. 
Um, and then I think like your toss ups, you know, you've got, you've got another tough game at Iowa. Um, I don't know. That's, that's another one. That's another, you've got another tough game at Minnesota. Dude, this schedule is fucking brutal. It's tough. It's a tough schedule. I mean, you're basically Nebraska too from the West. Yeah. They play Nebraska, right? Who could be? It's at home. It's at home. I mean, you're basically looking at like, you need to at least, I mean, Central and Richmond, if you lose either of those games, obviously. Can't go Juwan Howard mode, Jeremy. Yeah. Cannot be, cannot be going Howard mode. Um, And I think Central is only a 14 point spread, right? So it's, that's like a game that Vegas is saying, like, yeah, probably will win, but not impossible. They lose that one. Yep. Um, you got to beat those two, and then you basically need you need Rutgers and Indiana, obviously. Let's call that four, yeah. and then you're gonna need to win two of like Maryland, Minnesota, Nebraska, or get one of the top four. And Iowa <sighs> in tough. that group too. Yeah, with Iowa in there. I mean, I'll say, I'll say, yes. I don't know. I, I want to say, I, I guess my gut is saying no, right? Like I feel like mm-hmm. five and seven and that's not even, I feel like, but I'll throw you a bone here. I think Michigan state will be noticeably better on the defensive side of the ball and probably worse on offense, but like worse in a way that makes sense. They just lost so much. Right. Right. And I just, right. I just think, but I just think that like the schedule is so tough, dude, like these, yeah. you know, there's, you're talking at Iowa and at Minnesota and then Nebraska coming to town. That is a tough crossover on top of also getting Washington. I mean, this would have been a really nice year for Michigan State to schedule three cupcakes. I got to be real with you. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, hundred percent. We'd love to it's have. It's just this be the, not the. Year and, and then, and then you're also like you're you're talking about you know I think Rutgers they should beat handily, and I think they're much better than Indiana. But that game's on the road, you know. Yeah. Um, and like road games in that's going to be a road game in late November. Like that is really one am. where. You could totally see anything happening. And I would say that, by the way, the other way around, like if, you yeah. know, if Michigan was coming to East Lansing in late November, I'd be right. like, yeah, like yeah. that's one where like you, you well, have no idea what the weather's going to be like, you know. Well, that's where I say, like, if you look at the being one of the four, the the four tough ones, that's where you can maybe talk yourself into Penn State. Yeah, you almost the late November to. and yeah. maybe Penn State at that point. Has basically Michigan and Ohio State have, have won the division. You really want Michigan and Ohio State to beat Penn State, so they're not playing exactly. For anything. So yes. they're not playing for anything, and then you get them on the last week. Like that's the way that you somehow get James Franklin again. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll put my two cents in, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead, Jer. I wish we had our West protected rival, Northwestern, this year. The fact that we don't get Northwestern, <laughs> it'll be a great year for Northwestern. Yeah. Oh my god, it'd be a great. We get Nebraska with a new coach instead of Scott Frost, and we get. We don't get Northwestern this year. Like that's the big, that's the shitty crossover right there. <laughs> like if we could have Northwestern, yeah, I'd feel so much better. Yeah, so I'll I'll commit to being a hater. Uh, I I don't think they make a bowl game. To tell you the truth, I find it very hard to believe they'll win any of those big four games. I'm high on Washington, high on Michigan. The Ohio State game is in Columbus, and that's a team that's basically designed to beat. Michigan State. So we need to, to stay to be within frank, like twenty before I care about. <laughs> yeah, to be frank, I think that Ford Field is going to have a lot more Nittany. Lot. I think it's going to. It might be a fifty-fifty crowd. If not, I don't yeah, know. Man. Just based on I how forgot about that entirely, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a game at Ford Field. So when this thing goes away, you yeah. have a Cade McNamara revenge game. I don't think they beat Iowa. 
I am higher on Nebraska than a lot of people just because I th- they have talent there and Matt Rule could turn it around quicker than people think. I, I just don't see a bowl game. I think there's a possibility they're better than they were last year and maybe more competitive in some of those big games, but I just don't. They'd see have it. to be a lot. The problem is they just would have to be a lot better. Yes. It's just such yeah. a tough schedule. And well, and, and maybe it's the maybe instead of Maryland, it's the Minnesota game that it hinges on, right? Like maybe right. Like, like Maryland with with Tagovailoa back, too good. But Minnesota, like maybe they lost enough that like you, I don't think that's a that that road game's not scary to me. <laughs> like just yeah. being to that stadium before, like yeah. just doesn't do, yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. do anything for me. Um, you know, and we've we've gone there in October randomly right before Halloween before and about wins. But yeah, I don't know. Like to me, this that those are the two games. Like the Maryland, the Minnesota game. And, and like the third one is Nebraska. Like if somehow you come out of those three, two and one, like that's how you made the bowl. Yep. And I, and I think it's doable. I think it'll be interesting to watch all season. Obviously you'll have lots of development reasons to be watching and just cause it's not the same type of season we're looking at in Ann Arbor doesn't mean it's not a football season that everybody my, loves. My church. last thing is, okay. We're not broke, but I, I'm not going to say that Mel Tucker's on the hot seat if he misses a bowl because you yeah, ain't paying let's... that. You ain't paying that. And you and and if anything, like Michigan has shown you that, like maybe you shouldn't be so reactionary mm-hmm. and and jump coach to coach, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we can say whatever we want from our side of it, but like. He did. And, uh, and I will say, yeah, I'm not going to say you're broke, but absolutely. You can't afford to get out of that Mel Tucker and, uh, you guys will just be rolling. And if you guys miss a bowl game, I just imagine you'll have two new coordinators rolling in next yeah. year. And, that's what I was going to say. I think an attracting talent and like mm-hmm. what coach right now, as you're firing Mel Tucker says, you know what I want to do is sign up for the big time where I play USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Pennsylvania. Oregon, no Washington. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, that's, so let's, let's talk like big picture, right? Like, let's say we're right, you know, let's, and I think this is, this is an interesting thing that the cover three podcast does is they basically just say like, all right, look, let's say like Vegas is right. And Michigan State goes five and seven, right? And that's, that's what Vegas is predicting more or less, right? Yeah. Um, yeah I think it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's say it's five and seven. Let's say it's pretty much chalk. They beat Richmond, Central, Indiana, Rutgers, and uh, I don't know, Ma- Maryland, whatever, right? Like pretty uninspiring generally. Um, and let's say like Ohio State game's ugly. Like the, the, you, what you would generally expect like five and seven to look like. Just it, it gets pretty ugly. I think you're looking at – I think you're right. Like Mel Tucker just they, – they can't afford to fire him. Um, and I think that's that's a – pretty bad oversight on how they structure his contract. We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but I do think like there's room for optimism there. Like I think the downside is this is a really bad time to be bad. You really don't want to be on a program downswing heading into the new big 10. Um, it's a tough time to be bad because you don't, it's, it's, it's very easy to see not just Michigan state, but like other teams that, like it's very easy to see like an Iowa or a Minnesota or whatever, like getting buried under all these teams and never really getting like a, a realistic path to, you know, what what's eventually the, the goal for every program is going to be, hey, let's make the 12 team playoff, you know, at least at least every once in a while, which is well within the range of possibilities for Michigan State. Like they can easily make a 12 team playoff in the right year. Um, so it's a bad time to be bad, but I think it's a 
good time to like if you have another dog shit year like mel tucker has a pretty good possibility to just like hey like i've still got security i've got this big bank role of like i'm of of assistant coaching salaries like let's go out and 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 get someone exciting someone that can really bring some juice in this program and Honestly, what I would do is like someone that's doing something different. Like you need to be different as a program like Michigan State. Now that Michigan State's like a broke boy, like they're Georgia Tech, you'd be running the triple. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like if you want to be competing with the top teams in this league, like I I talked to a friend about this the other night. Um, Michigan, you should take a page out of Michigan's book. Michigan looked at the landscape of the Big Ten and said – We need to beat Ohio State, and not just because, like, they're our rival. We need to beat Ohio State because we cannot achieve our goals without beating Ohio State. Like, we can't make the Big Ten Championship without beating Ohio State. We cannot make the playoff without beating Ohio State. So we need to build build a machine that is designed to beat Ohio State, and that was NFL-style defense. That was um, diversified power running game. All these things that Ohio State was specifically, because they were building their team to stop Alabama – they were not ready for like what we had built, you know? And so that's worked, that's worked great. And there's a lot of ways that I could have, you know, look, look, that basically led to Michigan losing the 2021 Michigan state game. Cause they weren't really ready to play, you know, Michigan state's offense took advantage of a lot of things that, that Michigan um, Michigan's defense was, was basically preparing for Ohio state anyway, but you're going to take some L's there. Cause like, you can't just build your program to beat one team and, uh, and expect to go like 12 and 0. Right, unless you really have a, a large talent advantage, um, but Michigan State has an opportunity because Michigan has reached this level of like national success recently. That like the one thing Michigan State is really good at historically is beating good Michigan teams, and that's a like if you can do that, if you can come into a season and go nine and three and ten and two with a win against Michigan, you're making the twelve team the playoff. playoff. Yep. So I would say like this is a great opportunity this upcoming off season. Get rid of Scotty and and JJ and bring in guys that are going to specifically play to Michigan's uh, weaknesses as a program, which we absolutely do have, right? Like Michigan doesn't really have like great receivers. They rely on a power running game. They probably run the ball too much, right? Like they have not had a prolific passing game since Harbaugh's been here. Bring in a guy that is a cover one heavy guy that's going to run a heavy box, that's going to rely on man coverage, that's going to take advantage of the fact that Michigan, you know, basically a Don Brown type, you, you want a Don Brown style defensive coordinator that is going to take advantage of the fact that like Michigan's receivers are not going to reliably win one-on-one matchups. Cause it's just not something we do. It's not something we major in as a program. Now that might mean you get blown out by Ohio state, but figure that out when you get to it. Okay. Once Ohio state becomes the last roadblock, you're in a good place as a program. Um, and then bring in a guy that is going to run a college offense that, you know, a college like, a running quarterback, uh, you know, like option heavy RPO heavy offense that takes yeah. advantage of the fact that Michigan is effectively running a, you know, an NFL style defense to, to beat Ohio State, right? I don't so, know if like uh, style wise, he fits, but the type of thing that I want to see done too, like the move that I love this offseason, I think this program is going to be a disaster, like for your win loss, but like did a Sean Lewis, a guy who's at the G5, who is a head coach. Mm-hmm. Running a pretty good offense at Kent State, and now he's an OC at Colorado. Like, gets a really like, especially now that we move into the, like the the Big Two conferences. Like, that's just going to become a thing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a G five head coach, sometimes jumping up to be an OC might be the move, right? Like, for your career. And if, if 
I've watched enough Mel Tucker game game management that I wouldn't mind another head coach like on this on this staff too. Like you know, like that'd be the type of stuff that I'd love to see. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's 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 what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say here is this is a long like thesis, but you know, there's a path to there's a path forward here. Like, it's not doom and gloom just because you you're not gonna have. I think we've kind of seen like we might be seeing the limits of like, hey, let's just recruit better at Michigan State because I just don't think like you're not going to recruit better than Ohio state. You're, you're not going to recruit better than Penn state or Michigan or USC, or, I mean, like, it's just not going to happen. I at least, and especially just not on like a, you know, let alone on like once or twice, but like on a year to year basis, you're, you got to do something different. You got to try something different. And like recruiting still matters. I'm not saying, Hey, go full to Antonio and find just like a bunch of two stars that, you know, he's like the best, best talent evaluator of all time. I'm saying like, yeah, recruit as well as you possibly can, but you got to have something else that you're doing. That's going to put you over that hump and get you into that 12 team playoff on a somewhat reliable basis. Yeah. And I think that's a great point and a, a great, really overarching conversation on Michigan state. Um, it's time, however, to talk about the team with some aspirations and uh, Dan, I'm sure you'll agree here. I don't know that I've ever went into a Michigan football season as uh, as hyped about the actual team here as as I have been before. It's looking really exciting. Uh, Michigan obviously returns from a 13 and one season, lost to TCU in the semifinal, which to me was a massive missed opportunity. Uh, but they still return. 70% of contributors, if not more, I might be wrong on that. And I'm feeling like killing God, Dan. How about you? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I, uh, this is the best team, like in terms of preseason expectations. Um, I think last year was the best team that I had ever been, you know, that, that, that like just top to bottom, the best that I've ever felt about a team. And this year I feel better. Um, yeah, I, I just don't really know. Like, I don't think this team really has like a weakness besides like relatively cornerback. And I think there's years that we wouldn't even be talking about corner. This cornerback room is like a weakness. It's just, yeah. it's just the only thing where you can really say like, yeah, they don't have like a. You, you have to like, point at something, and right, uh, and you it's still have Will Johnson in that room. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And you've got Will Johnson in that room. Um, the edges, I think, are you don't know who's going to step up there, but I do just feel really good about. Um, I, I like Braden McGregor. I like Derek Moore. I like Josiah Stewart. Um, Jalen Harrell is like a really solid player. They've brought in good talent there. So like, I, I'm not worried about that. We don't know if there's like an all big 10 level guy, you know, but they've also just, they have such a strong track record there that, you know, I think you can kind of chalk it up as like being pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, probably being better than last year, even though Michael Morris is a good player, you know, um, he, he missed a lot of the big games. He too, mixed, he missed all the big games. Yeah, like he he wasn't really there. They didn't really have a good edge room for the biggest mm -hmm. games in their schedule. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, like I don't. It, there's so many parts of this team that just feel so deep and so so ready to you know compete. I think the the biggest thing that scares me is just you know like the expectations. Like I think it's just you're really looking at like. If they don't win the Big Ten this year, it'll be a disappointment, which I don't think I could have said about any other. You know, even last year, like I was like, yeah, Ohio State should probably be the favorite. Like it makes sense. They're they're they have a loaded team, and you know, beating them was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. This year, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't, 
I'd be disappointed if they didn't beat Ohio State. You know, like I think they have a better team. I think they've got a better team than Penn State. Um, I think those, both those teams are really good, but I think this is probably the worst Ohio State team that we've seen since uh, probably like 2017, like since Day's yep. been there. You know, that's not saying that. a ton, but I think it's I think clearly like they, this is their this is their worst team in a while. Um, I think Penn State is going to be good, but I think their Michigan is a bad matchup for them. They, they just don't have beef in the middle. They're designed to stop Ohio state and Michigan is not Ohio state as we've kind of like, you know, talked about before um, that games at happy Valley. So, you know, anything can happen, but Michigan has won there and, and competed well there. Won every the time it's been a day game. And yep, it's a, absolutely. You know. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I mean like you're, I think you're basically looking at like, if they're not in the national championship game, it's, it's kind of a disappointment of a year. Um, I mean, look, I'll never take, I'll never say like, you know, that's beating Ohio state win the big 10 always is a successful year, no matter what for me, but like, it really is. It really is a situation where I think that, I think that I've never really considered like Michigan actually having the potential to win a national title. Cause it's just not, it's just really hard to do, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's a reason that Ohio state's the only big 10 team to really do it in the modern era. Yep. Um, I think that like if it's ever going to happen, this is the year. Um, um, yeah. And this this has to be the year. Michigan's not the kind of team that can, the kind of program that can really stack like constant title contenders. You know, Correct. I think like this is a it's good. It, not that we're like you know again broke or anything like that, but it's just they're they're going to have a title contender like once or twice a decade. You know, and whether that team actually wins the title is is up for debate. Um, but like, this is, you know, this is it. Like, this is the year it happens if it does. And, uh, that scares me. Cause it's like, yeah, I've never felt that way about a Michigan team. I've always, I've always been the type of fan that just enjoys the wins as they come. Like I've, especially, you know, when they were losing Ohio state every year, mm-hmm. I was, I was always like, Hey, like you got to enjoy like beating Michigan state in the years that they did that. You got to enjoy like the wins against Penn state, the wins against Wisconsin. Like that's how college football works. Not everyone can win a national title. It's not like the NFL where it's super bowl or bust. And it's really not about the individual games. Like college football to me is about the individual games. Um, but this is a year where it's like, it's really not like you got to beat be. everyone. It's, 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 this is a, this is a title content, legitimate title contending type team. And it's, it's about winning the whole fucking thing. And if it's not, yep. then what are we doing here? Yeah, it is very funny to me because after all the in the weeds we got into with Michigan State, I feel like I feel like this is gonna be really a feelings ball segment because yeah. Yeah. there's there's not a lot of breakdown here. We saw a lot of these guys last year. We saw them play well last year. You talked about the few true weaknesses we have. At this point, it just kind of feels like doing the damn thing. And you bring up a point about how it's about individual games and I similarly have always been that type of fan. I've no I've I've always wanted to be the guy who'd like there's nuance in every one of these football games. Mm-hmm. And there's no like black and white of failure or success. So that's why it feels so weird to me going into a season where I was gonna ask you if I was getting too hot takey until you <laughs> said the same thing. I think if they're not playing on Monday night at the end of the year the season will feel like a disappointment and it's easy to be like, okay, they beat Ohio state a third straight year. They go and win the big 10, a third straight year. That's fine. That we're Michigan. That's a good goal to have. But, but I got to tell you, if we, if I have to watch them lose another semifinal, especially in a game, like if it's similar to an opponent like that TCU, we have officially the window of being happy to be there has expired. 
I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Point. Exactly. And, and, and it has, it's, it, I mean, it just by definition, right? Like, I mean, yes. they've been there two years in a row. Like, it's getting there and just being like, you know, even last year it was like losing TCU is tough. And I was boned because I was like, man, like, we should be playing for a national championship. Even, yeah. even if I wouldn't have expected them to win that game, I mean, we were an inch away from. Could you, by the way, real quick, like, could you imagine like a Michigan? We were so close to Michigan Ohio State national championship, which I yeah. think actually would have been would have ended me horrifying. Yeah, that would have yeah. been horrifying. Um, you guys would have but, destroyed them. No, dude. That's, I, I mean, oh, like, we, they they would have had a shot, but it just it would have. I would have been. Uh, I would have been ground just down to, to the pulp. Just to get this back to like where I live, which is Twitter. As we talked about pre-show, to watch Big Ryan have to just deal with that would have been. Oh my god, dude! It would have been. It would have been amazing. I think. I think we would have actually not been friends after that. I don't think. I don't think there's a way that I, Ryan and I could have could have remained friends. Can I ask you that. if if Noah Ruggles doesn't shank that kick, and then Ohio State boat races TCU, is that also oh, a scenario dude. where you and Big Ten Ryan are not friends anymore? Dude, I feel I, yeah, like absolutely. A, that would yeah, be that's... hell. That would have been hell. Oh uh, yeah, that was my worst case scenario. I was I oh was suicidal God. seeing them up two touchdowns after like I couldn't even watch that game first of all because of the headspace yeah. I was in after losing to TCU, and then to go and check in on the score and see their whooping ass that was about to be the worst you know worst time of my life I, no I, for sure for sure um yeah but i guess to beg it back to like i mean yeah it's, it's just it's you know even last year right like it was like losing tcu is a bummer but um i was still like man like this is you know it went 13 and one you know like i mean they beat ohio state right at the horseshoe like just yeah. i mean you know that's that's the best i mean 2021 was awesome but 2022 is the best year I certainly since I, you know, I mean, I guess technically I was alive for the 1997 season, you know, but like, you know, whatever, like it's, it was, it was, it was crazy. Right. So, um, yeah, anyway, it was, it was a great, great season. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, um, this, this year, like all that's gone, you know, like you don't get to be happy to be there. Like you gotta, you gotta win, you gotta win the damn thing and you gotta be competitive. Honestly, like, Anything short of being competitive in the national championship game against like Georgia or whoever, you know, if they lost by like a score, yeah, I'd be like, all right, this is still a successful year. Like this is yeah. pretty much as good as it gets. But you know, it's it's just it's it's really high expectations, and that can be scary. Yeah. So let's talk about how that happens then, instead of just dreaming about it, because I yeah, right. I am having fun just dreaming about it. But let's. So in my mind, for Michigan to take that leap and be competitive on that Monday night when the big mm-hmm. 10, all that good stuff you're looking at Colson Loveland is the best tight end in America outside of Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at him as being your true uh, contested catch threat. Um, mm-hmm. You're obviously looking at a completely healthy season from JJ McCarthy and mm-hmm. I think a sizable leap, mm-hmm. which by the way, I think, I think a lot of people are taking that as a given, and yes, I think it's not, not right. Be. Like you should never be, you should never take quarterback leaps to give in. We haven't Especially, seen it you know, of, of course, of course. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident about it. I think a lot of the buzz we've been getting, like we've been getting a lot of like, Hey, like JJ's really all there buzz, which we were not getting, I think to be fair under, um, you know, for Wilton Spate or like right. Shea, I mean, Shea Patterson. Definitely we not like, Shea yeah, Patterson. We were getting like, this guy's, this guy's golf game is pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so, so like, I think, you know, we're getting a lot of like, Hey, no, this kid's like really all fucking here. He's locked in buzz. And he seems like the type of kid that like, 
you know, again, this is a little bit like dumb guy, like analysis, but he seemed, he's so, so dedicated to, to mm-hmm. this team and this program. Right. I mean, like he's an all time, you know, no, he's, he's a, a beautiful himbo quarterback. Um, yes. Yes. So, he, uh... but, but that said, like he could, he could be just as inaccurate as he was a year ago. Like he had, absolutely. he, he was, I, it's weird. He was accurate last year. Like if you look at the, if you look at his, like, um, his accuracy numbers, right? Like his completion percentages, but he missed badly on a lot of easy throws. Um, and he just, he, his footwork was not all with it all the way there. And the word from camp is that like, he's really like locked in on his footwork and whatever. And he's going to have all that, you know, he's going to have a great offensive line protecting him. He's going to be throwing to some, some pretty good receivers. Um, so he's going to have all the opportunities, but you know, it's, it's possible he doesn't take that leap. Yep. It, it certainly is. And I'm a little, honestly, out of all the things we're looking at for counting on like guys like Colson Loveland, and we'll get to the defense in a second. Out of all the things we're counting on to make Michigan an actual true national title, title contender, JJ making that leap is what I'm worried about the most. And them mm-hmm. repping him in the activity he's going to need to win a national exactly. title. That's throughout the, the thing season. too. Is, that makes is, me nervous. They need, honestly, they need to run the score up on their Everyone. bat. Like, they do like just because not for like, you know, any real like pride reason or like, or like style points, they need to get, they need to get more reps throwing the football and they need yep. to like get these receivers used to making plays in the biggest stages. Um, Cause like you can just see it. Like sometimes they just look like they're when they're really like, Hey man, like we got to, we got to win this game with the passing attack, you know, t- to their credit, I guess they did it against Ohio state and basically did it against TCU. Right. I mean, the passing attack was very good in that game, mm-hmm. but there's going to be like Georgia's going to have the guys to shut down this run, run attack, yep. right? Like you got to, JJ's going to have to win us a national title. Um, if, you know, if we get there, uh, you know, not that like the running game's going to be non-existent, but he's going to have to be like, you, you don't win a national title without your quarterback making some plays Correct. Uh, unless you have like an all-time talented team like Georgia ha- has had the last two years. Um, so yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yep. And so then let's move into the defense, because I think the offense is a lot easier to count on being truly elite this year. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of ways outside of J.J. McCarthy going down that they are not a top five offense. I, w- I will say, yeah, I-, I totally agree with you. It might not be SP plus because I think like they tend to, you know, take their foot off the gas a little yep. bit, and, like not really get the metrics that they should. But I agree with you. It, like it should functionally be a top 10 offense in America. Um I will say like one, another thing that I think you, you would want is like, I don't think Roman Wilson or Cornelius Johnson are going to be like dudes, but I do think you want them both to be better than they were last year. And like legitimate guys that like, you can rely on them to win one-on-one matchups. If teams are really loading the box, you know, which again, they did against Ohio state, but like even more, more consistently than they did last year. You you want you want to step up from those guys, which we might not get. I think that's less important than the other stuff, but it's it's definitely something that like most national championship teams have at least one like absolute due to receiver. Yes. And that and, could be Donovan Edwards and and Colson Lovell to a certain extent. Yeah. But you gotta have like something from your receivers. So here's one thing. I don't know if this is a, do you think it's a net positive that Roman Wilson will be taking a lot of Ronnie Bell's uh, routes. No, I don't think no. it is. I don't think okay. it is. I think I think Ronnie Bell was very underrated. I think we're gonna miss okay. him more than not like miss him in any real way because they're probably gonna win. You know. No, no, but I, probably, I, I. But it's I think like he's he's killing it for the Niners right now, and I think he he's is. a really really good receiver that people don't appreciate enough. Um, Tyler Morris is gonna miss a block on a big Donovan Edwards yep. run, and we're gonna be 
pound in our fist on the table. That's yeah, probably exactly. a really good it's, point. It's they, they've got they've and they've got a lot of talent there. I just I do think they're going to miss Ronnie Bell. I don't think there's another Ronnie Bell like ready this year. So okay, all right. So, so let's move. Oh, go we, ahead, Jer. Before we move on, speaking of the 49ers, I have to ask because again, I'm the hockey guy here. Clearly, I'm not as everyone knows by now. I don't break down a roster the way Dan can. So close games. You guys nervous that you don't have Jake Moody anymore? Yes. So anything at all? Oh, definitely. Because I mean, yeah, I mean it was that's automatic. Like, so I one hundred percent is the guy behind him. Uh, they brought in a transfer from Louisville. I'm spacing on his name right now. It's basically, like yeah, basically. Like in, from what I heard, inside forty, he's absolute money. Well, but he, he is not. He will not have the range that Jake had. Though. The biggest thing is though, at least he's kicked in D one football because that's the whole thing. Right? Yes. Like you, just the pressure of being a kicker is what the problem For actually sure. is. But as a as a fantasy owner of Jake Moody in a dynasty league, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that he's in the NFL now. Yeah, I, I absolutely you. use the fact that he was like, I know you guys were all over us, but he was still the offensive MVP of the game against MSU because he was just automatic. <laughs> you never had to worry that he was going to miss. Yeah, so. that's oh, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that's true with special teams. I guess I'll also note Michigan bringing in a new punter who Jim Harbaugh says he has the biggest leg he's ever seen at Michigan. But he also said Alex Orgy is going to be the greatest kick returner of all time. So his coach speak, especially we cannot note particularly, uh, but we will dive into the defense. Um, Dan, I just want to say I'm really excited about Mason Graham and Derek Moore. I think <laughs> yeah. I think those guys are going to truly break out in a way where they're both all Big Ten. Um, and I think that'll be key. Outside of that, the key to me for keeping the defense uh, on this national title contender that uh, goal that we're at, aspiring for is Will Johnson can't get hurt at all mm-hmm. this year to yep. me. And you just need cv2 to not be a black hole <laughs> yep and, yeah no and i'm not worried i'm not worried about cv2 like they've got they've got you know i think bringing in josh wallace is like your floor there uh-huh. is really good right like there's just a lot of there's a lot of options that you could clearly see especially because they're not going to need it until penn state you know exactly. like you basically have the entire season to get one of those guys like they brought in good talent there like one of those guys is is gonna is gonna be at least serviceable, um, and it's not like you know CB two the last two years has been fucking Vince Gray and Jevon Green. You know those guys right. are not world beaters, right? right? You know it was point. you can you can do enough there, and Michigan varies their coverages enough that it's they don't just rely on these guys to win on on islands all the time. Um, yeah, I think you have to. I think what you really need if if this is going to be a national title contending team is. Uh, a dude to emerge as a pass rusher more than they had last year. Like whether that's uh Braden McGregor, who I think, you know, there's reason to believe that he could be, he, he could be finally like fully recovered from his high school leg injury. Um, Derek Moore, who yeah, I'm super high on, like, I, I like him a lot. Um, and then Josiah Stewart, who was, you know, basically like a uh, group of five, Josh Uche, you know, as a freshman and could, could debt like a pace. He's getting a lot of good, uh, good hype from the program so um dudes at pass rusher i think the interior is going to be filthy i think mason graham and mason graham chris jenkins kenneth grant uh rayshon benny i, I think is like rayshon benny would start at a lot of a lot of programs in the big 10 like i, I like Ouch. him a lot um Ouch. yeah i'm sorry i, I sorry bringing that one up <laughs> he's he's good he's good uh, unfortunately he's our he's our dt4 this year um and uh <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think the, the insides are gonna be filthy. Um, 
I think you're you really want to see a step up from like I feel like Junior Colson is the defense's JJ McCarthy, where it's That's like a great point. It's like he's a guy where it's like everyone's just kind of he's being tabbed as an all American and he was not that good last year. Like he was no. so up and down. Um, That's totally like an NFL draft guy looks at his height and weight 100%. and speed and says, Oh yeah, that's an NFL player. He's right. going to be an all, which he is, which he absolutely. Yes, and I absolutely. remember like, you know, I remember watching his high school film. and I was so hyped on him. You know, he's, he's a, he's an absolute freak athlete and you see it. He's like, he's like Devin, you know, like athletically he's like Devin Bush, but taller. And mm-hmm it's you totally see it with him it's just got to be there more consistently i think there's reason to believe that like year three especially a guy he's so football young you know he's he just does not play i think he's he's like he was from, playing as a like, true freshman too yeah he was playing as a true freshman and but he he only started playing in like his senior year of high school oh like you that. mean in that sense i didn't yeah, realize right that. yeah so it's like he you know he's got i think his he i think it's reasonable to expect him to his him to take a step up um and then you have Michael Barrett. You've got uh, who I think is you know really solid. Like he's a team captain. He's uh, he's the last player on this roster that was around when I was in school. By the way, um, he's he's the last actual tie to the, for me to the program. Um, and then uh, and then who else we've got? And then and then Ernest Hausman, who was you know like the kind of like freshman stud from from Nebraska that we brought through the portal. So like mm-hmm. I think linebackers can be better than last year, um, where you were basically like you know Michael Barrett ended up being pretty good, but it was it, we were thin there for sure. Like we were worried about about injuries. Um, and then Jimmy Rolder, who's a young kid, uh, who who played last year and played pretty decently. Um, the safeties I think are going to be the best in the Big Ten. Like I love Rod Moore. All American. I love. I I I don't know if he'll be an All American because who's an All American safety is so weird. It's just based on like basically yeah, it's every true. year it's just who has the most interceptions. But that's like he's going to play at an All American level. I think yeah, he's, he's one so of the best good. tacklers in space I've ever seen. Like he's so good in coverage. Um, I I love him. Uh, he's he's yeah. he's an underrated player. I think even though a lot of people love him, like I I think he's just so so good. Makari Page is a stud. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. This this defense is sick. Like I think I think this is like silently will I it everyone talks about the 2016 defense as like the defense right but it's like you really line this you line this defense up with them right it's like is Will Johnson better than Jordan Lewis like I kind of think so man like you know he's taller he's, <laughs> he's like he's we'll, he's the we'll see let's see it. you know it's like let's it's like it's, it. it's you know like you you really start looking at this and it's like I think this might be the best defense they've had um and I think this might be the best offense they've had. Like, it's hard to look at this team and not be incredibly excited. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, there's just not a lot of holes. Um, that it's going to take a, you know, they could easily fuck it up. They could easily fuck it up. You know, it's, it's not, it's not impossible. Great teams lose all the time and, and, and disappoint in great seasons. But it also, the thing that's exciting about this is like, this isn't like Penn State this year where it's like everyone's hyped about it, but it's like, there's kind of a lot of pressure. Like, I, there's a lot of pressure for sure on this team. But it's also kind of nice that like they did do it the past two years, you know, like we are on a run where it's like it's not like, hey, this is the team and like you've got to finally beat Ohio State. It's like, hey, you beat Ohio State the last two years and this is the team, you know. Yes. Yeah, because there was a lot of pressure on that 2016 team. And you get to that last game and not only is Wilton Spate playing hurt, but you can you can see him fold. Uh, yeah, you can see right. them fold under the pressure. They obviously haven't the last two years. 
I wouldn't even classify either of their playoff losses as folding under pressure more than one year, just getting your ass whooped by a really good team. And then the next year, I, I really don't see the TCU game as folding under pressure. I just saw it as a sloppy game. That Yeah, I mean, that got you're ta- I mean we, we don't I, have to go through the whole thing with the TCU game, but like you're basically talking about losing by seven in a game where you fumbled on the goal line, threw two pick sixes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, again, that's all... TCU won and like they they played great and like they just like the games are the games you, you win and you yes. lose right but like I think you're being they Michigan played pretty much like the worst game they could have possibly played outside of lost, the Illinois game it was, it was the worst game they played all year and yes yeah. they lost by a touchdown with by the way oh this is gonna be so on brand Michigan but that was targeting at the end on that last drive we all that was, it was, that it was, was I mean, definitely targeting. I've never gotten mad at that because they deserve to lose at that they point. did deserve to lose yes but exactly it was for, I remember like I remember watching that play and I was like uh I was like oh that is targeting like that is yeah. de- like like a hundred percent that's targeting and I was I was kind of like I was talking to my girlfriend at the time and she said oh well are they gonna their chat I'm like they shouldn't like, I'm not going to be mad if they wave this off because no. I could see the refs getting together and being like, guys, come on. Like we're not, we're not ending the game this way, yeah. but, but you're, but, but look by the, by the, the, by the, the rules, rule it was targeting. that was very clearly targeting and, and, also, and they should have at least gotten, but yeah, no, the, yeah. I can see, I can just see Jared shaking his head over here as we're doing classic Michigan fan. <laughs> bullshit. We, we are and and we deserve all the, all the annoyance, but it's fun to, it's fun no, to play. What it, I, and, it, and they deserve it to was targeting. It, yeah. it was targeting, and that was clearly a touchdown with Roman Wilson. But here's yeah. the thing: that one, you that's the one that pisses me off. You don't, and you don't, you don't, and you don't call more. that play. You don't call that play. Yes, it stupid. It, lots of lots of silly stuff. Well, that one does piss me off more. Though that was like the that's one of the worst calls I've ever like. That was, well, was so, so obviously a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. It was so obviously <laughs> a touchdown. I mean, we bitch about the Michigan State 2021 call, but like. That one was – I actually think, like, Michigan fans kind of overplayed their hand there. Like, no. it was close. It was certainly, was... certainly close, and it was, like, you know, whatever. And and same with Ohio State 2016. Like, it was absolute coin flip. The TCU game was like, no, they took a touchdown off the board. Like, that yeah. was a touchdown. Yeah, that's a rough one, but that's okay. Uh, we move forward. It's easier to move forward. <laughs> it's so funny we're just bitching about things. I that... know. We're sitting here. We're like, yeah, this is really Michigan's best chance yeah, to win yeah. an Addy in our lifetime. So we could spend a few minutes bitching about about a <laughs> exactly. loss from last year. Yeah, uh, exactly. So I don't really – there's no use in doing a prediction. I, it, I, I hope they get to the – the national title game. I don't know if they do. So I, uh, I'm scared of I'm scared of playing at Happy Valley, but it's not a night game that helps. As well, say Brandon, Brandon. Uh, so I'll since you're the Michigan guy, let me let me take control of the prediction part. Yes, sir. Go if ahead. you don't make the national title game, where is it that you slip up? What's the game that you guys uh, slip up in? First regular season, you don't have to. Playoff, you can't predict who you're going to play, so you, that's a little hard. But uh, I'm going to say if they if they don't make the playoff, where they slip up is I see them dropping a game, and I'm not even going to say it's necessarily Penn State because I see a few places where if this team's head is not in the right place and they have their mind on too big of goals in the moment, I could see them dropping a game. I hate to give into this because there's no reason they should lose to Michigan State. I don't like that that game's at night, and and I know that's such pussy shit for me, but I it is it is what I am because I don't like that vibe. I also don't love 
like going to Nebraska and Minnesota back-to-back weeks early in the season. Just saying, if they're going to lose, they're going to drop one of those games in a way they shouldn't and then lose to Ohio State in the big house at the end of the year, which would cause the death of me. But I really don't see that. We're going to get to a Hayton section in a bit, and I'm ready to talk about Ohio State when we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that if this team slips up, it's uh... – I, I feel like I feel like ha- I, I could easily see them losing in Happy Valley. That's just that's yeah. I, think, I think I could easily see that. Um, I don't think they're losing. I actually think they're and I'm not just doing like like hating here. I actually am more scared of Happy Valley this year than I am of of Ohio State. So um, am I. To be and I'm not. And that's not to say they could easily. By the way, they fair. could easily go ten and two. Like they could go in ten and two. They could lose both those games. It's not outside mm-hmm. their own possibility. Um, I. I don't really just I just don't see them going less than ten and two. Like I don't see them Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh only loses games he shouldn't to Michigan State. That's it. That's a, um he literally that's the only one he's but but he really is very good generally at not losing games he shouldn't. Like it's one of the even when he was before he like really broke through the mm-hmm. past two years, like he was really good at just not losing to Indiana, which is hard, by the way. Like eventually you lose to Indiana. Um yeah. And uh, so I think like I, yeah, I see it with, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry, Jared. I don't see them losing to Michigan state this year. Like I think, I think, oh, the, I think they're still pissed off no, about losing them in 21. Um, and there's it's, no chance. There's no chance. Yeah. yeah there's no there's chance. No chance. Here's the thing. That game is going to have no edge that it could have had because of the tunnel thing last year. Like I disagree. Yeah. I think no, it's no. going to have, have way more. Edge. I think it's going to have an edge. Sure. For the players, sure. But what I'm saying is, like, MSU on a night game for that game with alcohol sales would be so much different if they weren't trying to completely move on from what happened. Oh, like, dude. I think everyone's going to be. Uh, I think people are going to be. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, by the way. Like, I think people are going to be, like, foaming at them mouth in fact now that i'm thinking here's, about it i'm talking myself into right them now. losing that Dude, game. that's why i'm saying i do not no, like no. the vibe surrounding here's that game I michigan took the high like took the pompous route after that happened which was classic us but like that's only gonna fuel i, I really <laughs> think it's gonna get i'll talk you back into it they're selling single game tickets to that game already i've already got an email about it and we all know that's because michigan's gonna snap those up so I, okay, it's, well, thank you for trying to talk us off yeah. that ledge. I, come on, man. You got to – this is – I mean, like – and here's the thing. Like, I, I will say the thing about the Michigan State rivalry, if we can – I mean, we should talk about that, I guess, like since, you know, we're actually – that's that's what this – the central, uh, you know, premise <laughs> yeah. of this podcast yeah, of um, is like the, the – you know, it, they always say like, oh, you can throw the records out. But it's like the better team almost always does win that game. That's true. And I just have such a hard time mm-hmm. – imagining that Michigan state is the better team this year. Um, And like there, there have been years where like, that's been, you know, like where it's been a little bit unsure at the beginning of the year. Like what, like in 2017, we all thought Michigan was much better and Michigan state ended up being the clearly better team. I just like, I, even if like Michigan performs at the bottom of their expectations this year, I just have such a hard time believing that Michigan state's actually going to be the better team. So yeah, I guess with, with all that said, I don't see the lose to Michigan state this year, but, you know, that's, you know, I, I 
been wrong before famously <laughs> yeah shifting gears because we were originally talking kind of about that penn state ohio state dynamic i don't love that we get penn state on november 16th in drew aller's 10th start of the year rather than maybe seeing them on the first week of october and getting his fifth start of the year um I, that one does make me a little nervous as you were saying you're more nervous about losing to them than ohio state uh man but the, the more we talk about this because i brought up minnesota and nebraska that was kind of just to have something to talk about they shouldn't lose those games there really is just not a lot that's this is this is going to be a pretty boring season because it, 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 comes down it will to be a few yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. And, as much as the MSU schedule we talked about, we're just like, Dan, what you said, a bad time to be a bad team, both in the big yeah. picture, but also specifically the, the schedule this season. It's kind of just the perfect time for Michigan to just be so good. And you're right. Michigan, like under Harbaugh, they've never lost the game that they just have no business losing. They've never yeah. even really been scared too often you know in those games yeah some of those early harbaugh indiana games uh rutgers 2021 illinois last year there there's always a few scares yeah, but illinois last year they, they, even that team last year was you know pretty decent now, illinois was a pretty good team but it, so. they still shouldn't have lost that one and they all became very very close to it uh yeah so no way this could blow up in Michigan fans' faces. We've historically never had high expectations that we failed to live <laughs> up to. Um, looking forward to, you know, honestly, the similarities just to be an asshole here uh, between the first game on BTN and now we play East Carolina on Peacock to open up the season. <laughs> that would be pretty uh, funny, objectively. That, oh, that would be objectively hilarious, but it would still uh, ruin my Labor Day weekend. Oh, dude, um, ruin my year, dude. I'd be. Oh, well, be yeah, over. it would ruin the year, obviously. It'd be, but... It would be over for you, boy. I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Brendan, pirates. You, uh, you going with your grandma? Uh, no, not not again. Yeah, Brendan, who famously was at the Appalachian State game with my grandma, age nine, uh, told me on the way in that she didn't want to take me to a nail biter, so that's why we went to this one. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's so tough. Shout out, <laughs> so tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a rough one. Uh, but I mean, that's the season for Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, let's let's have some fun hating here to end the show. Um. I think Ohio State's going to go nine and three. Wow. Here's, here's the thing. So Notre Dame, I'm not even going to, I've been saying this since before what they did to Navy yesterday. I'm not counting that at all, but you got to go to Notre Dame at night. And I think with an experienced quarterback and currently Ohio State has zero quarterback or two quarterbacks, which means you have zero. I think they could lose that game. The one I'm set in stone on outside of Michigan I don't think there's any way Luke Fickle loses to Ryan Day at home. I, I think wow. I think that that, that would dude, be the, the discourse on Ohio State Twitter after that would be so yeah. good. Dude. Here's the thing. And oh. I, I just think that Luke Fickle has that type of where if he just stares across the sideline at Ryan Day, man to yeah, man. Dude, he's and got it. Yeah, He's got it. you know how bad he wants to show everybody that he should have that Ohio State job. I, I'm Dude, telling yeah. you, I've been oh, I'm, I'm, this one I'm already in. I'm, in on the, I'm so in on this. I'm so yeah. in. 100%. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a 9-2 and two Ohio State comes in and loses again to Michigan in the big house, and Ryan Day gets launched into the sun. Uh, obviously, that 
probably won't happen when we look at the past performance of Ohio State teams, but a man can dream, and I see a little crack in the armor, and so I'm going to use it to predict 9-3 and three Ohio State. Dude, I see it more than – I mean, like, you know, look, they, they've got – I think their offensive line might be, like, not great. That's the year. thing, yeah. I think their offensive line might be not great. They've got a, a San Diego State, uh, like, guard basically playing left tackle for them. Um, who wasn't even good at San Diego State, and they've got uh, like I don't know, like their quarter. There's no guarantee if they just continue to pump out like top ten quarterbacks, dude. Like nope. this, this is the, so I was actually talking to Ryan about this today, and like we, we, it's so funny because we basically just have like the exact same conversations back and forth, where like we say the exact same things about our team, and like we're very similar people. But I, I think like there's just so much room for it to get worse, you know, like it's just, if this guy's not CJ Stroud, like you're all of a sudden you're looking at like, you know, it's not that it's going to be a bad offense. They've still got a Mecca Buka and, uh, and Marvin Harrison jr. Two are like the two best receivers in the country. No, but there's Um, a difference between bad offense and elite offense. Like there's there's an in between there. And it's like how many times, and I'm I'll just use the Michigan games. Those were mostly not competitive late, like mid to late fourth quarter. How many times did CJ Stroud just bail them out of a shitty situation and get them, like keep them in a game? And if Kyle McCord or Devin Brown is not CJ Stroud, the offensive line isn't quite as good. It, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be the best player in college football this year, but there's only so much a receiver can bail you out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, defense I mean, could I be better though. I, I the, defense, the defense could definitely be better. I mean, that's that's a thing, right? It could always be better. Um, I think I think Ohio, it's not as much of a lock. Like it just does. It does feel like their worst team in a while. And I, whether that means nine and three or like you know ten and two or eleven and one, is is like up to the up to your interpretation, you know. Right. So I guess I'll leave it there for that. Um, yeah. Do we have any Penn State slander that we want to get through? Jer, you got any? Because I'll mm, I'll step. I swing your James Franklin every chance I get. Yeah, I still <laughs> always be a hater and never a believer in James Franklin. Like I always think he's a fraud. But uh, no, I mean my hatred. I was going to take us outside of the current Big Ten and go a little current event with this weekend. Like my my hot take before the season. I see USC losing like three or four games. So that's my hatred for the year. I don't like Caleb. There you Williams. go. Let's go. I don't like yeah. Lincoln Riley. I don't, I don't like anything about him. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Patrick Mayhorn-filled. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick has led me to the land of thinking that Alex Grinch shouldn't be employed. So I, <laughs> oh, I, I, there, like, I'm four also years ago. USC. I still don't understand. He has pictures of like half of college football. That's the only way that dude is still employed. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I do not know <laughs> what his deal is. He's He's not good. He's so bad. Apparently, yeah, all you need I, to do is be an okay defense one time for a Mike Leach team, and you just get like a decade off of that. Not, <laughs> not to say a week zero game is a be all end all, but man, it didn't, it didn't look much improved last night. I had my dude, eye yeah. on that over there, and it yeah. was. Uh, I'm not sure who said it. I think it was someone from MSU Twitter today said it, but like next year, Iowa is going to put 40 points on that USC defense and. College football Twitter is just going to explode. <laughs> like combining yeah. those two universes is just going to be amazing. Yeah, man. So yeah, let's actually so any realignment talk. I mean, we uh, the we're, we're facing our last 
year of this version of college football. I mean, it, what are the vibes coming in? Because I think, like, I'm not really scared of USC or UCLA. I'm more uh, more nervous about Oregon, to tell you the truth, joining the Big Ten. Any, any realignment thoughts before we I mean, they make me nervous, and I'm also just was so looking forward to if they didn't get a life raft, being able to, like, poke a hole in Oregon just a little bit. Like, to say, like, you know, we, for some reason, we've been competing with them a lot on prospects the last, like, year and a half. You should stop doing that. Yeah, we should stop (laughs) doing that, number one. And number two, I would just really love to tell them, like, A, for guys in the portal or just high school kids, like, do you really want to play in, like, the Mountain West? Do you, like, what are you, what are we doing here? Right, yeah, no, we we let them them off the hook. Why do we bail them out? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Dan, we thank you so much for hopping on. (laughs) Do you have any parting hate to dish out before... Oh no! I mean, I, I got look. It'll all be out there. Um, thank you guys for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, I again, I I try. You know, I I I think I think it's a little bit punching down to be like mean to Michigan State fans right now. Um, but at the same time, like I I do, I think it should be noted. Like it comes from a place of like deep fear. Um, and like a little bit in you know like respect. I would say like at Michigan State is responsible for so many of my least favorite moments as a fan of Michigan. Um, they ruined like so many seasons for me as, as like a student and uh, as, as a fan. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, it's uh, it, it, and including like very recently, right? Like this isn't even just in like the distant past. Um, so like it's, it's the reason that I'm hating so much right now is because, you know, yeah, like our relative positions as of right now, and that, that can change college football is cyclical and, and we'll be up and we'll be down and you guys will be back up and uh, it'll, it'll happen eventually. But that doesn't mean that um, that we're not going to get our jollies in right now. Right. So uh, yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, thanks for coming on Uh, policy around college football is you got to get the hating in when you can. And uh, yeah, exactly. Right now we can, we got to save it up all before uh, this (laughs) basketball season starts. Uh, Jer, any any parting words as we head into football season? You got a Friday night no, home no. game. No, no. Just thanks for coming on, Dan. Love love having you on. I was going to say at the top two, I think you're the first uh, repeat guest, so you're now number one. Like, which I, I think like, a, more, like a punch card. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that says more about you. Like, why would you come back? But I mean, you know, you know we appreciate your just, charity. Hey, one of the other <laughs> no, guests stop. that we had got bumped up to being an NFL writer after he was here. So, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, it, That's is, true. That, is that Pouncey? Uh, Baumgartner, no, Baumgartner, actually. Baumgartner. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But uh, I did just think of the last thing. I don't know how we didn't bring this up, but what I will leave you with, dear listener, is this podcast finally fucking took down Pat Fitzgerald. Suck a fat one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>